0: podcast about real people for real people. I wanted to create a space where I share my true feelings and those of my guests about what it's like to live in today's world, the challenges we face and how we deal with them or don't. What about all that stuff that's just not said but should be? You know, the conversations that we really want to have but don't. What do we really think and feel? What about our regrets, the dreams that we have and the stuff we should be doing, but we don't? Each week, I'll be here talking to real people about real life this is a very honest look at life and hopefully by listening it will help you to have a better understanding of yours what have you struggled the most with in your life depression mental illness and emotional childhood trauma as a child adrian had been through a lot his mother was heavily addicted to prescription drugs and his father a vietnam vet was not present All of this, coupled with his sensitivity, meant that he was not validated by his family and learnt that he needed to find this elsewhere. Being sensitive resulted in him believing that when something bad happened or his mother was sick, Adrian blamed himself. He wanted to help but couldn't. This led to internalising all the criticism in his life. As a teenager, Adrian found a group of kids who liked him for who he was but he became addicted to drugs and alcohol because they provided the freedom he couldn't find elsewhere. Despite these challenges, Adrian followed the path that society has constructed, doing well at school, going to uni, getting a job, making money and living the life, but it didn't make him happy. All those suppressed emotions, trauma as a child and a very unhealthy belief system resulted in panic attacks in his early 20s, which dramatically affected his mental health. Having seen therapists and tried many antidepressants, nothing worked, which led to rehab. This was the end of the line. It was all too much and there was a lot of turmoil. Adrian then met someone that would change everything. A woman suggested Qigong meditation. And what happened next was a spiritual awakening that shifted so much darkness, leading to a huge transition. I truly hope you enjoy this conversation as much as we did. So welcome. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) What have you struggled with the most in your life and why?
1: Definitely be my, I guess, my mental health and my emotional emotions. I've had a blessed life, but uh, yeah, for many years, yeah, the biggest struggle for me was, I suppose in my early 20s, I started having panic attacks and then I fell into a depression. Which lasted probably about 15 years. And just the battle with that was the biggest, has been the biggest challenge in my life. But also the greatest, not victory, but I suppose the, the greatest freedom on the back of that, moving through that and coming out of that. So I'm sort of, it was the worst thing, but sometimes I'm really grateful for where I am now, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. So as part of that bigger journey. So, yeah, yeah.
0: You were unhappy, obviously, to get to that point in your early 20s, which caused you to have, I'm assuming, those panic attacks. What What caused you to be so unhappy?
1: I think, I mean, I know now that, I mean, and I suppose everyone has a similar, perhaps would have a similar sort of story to, to a degree, but, you know, growing up, I think sometimes there's been a lot of stuff that's happened in, in childhood and some, some trauma or... Um, some some things from the from the family environment, or um, a lot of stuff that you sort of take into your teens and your twenties, which perhaps hasn't been processed, or you haven't really dealt with, or know how to deal with, or you don't even really know what's going on. To be honest, you just sort of you've got all these feelings coming up, you don't know what they're about, these moods. And um, what I know now is um, a lot of that stuff was perhaps some 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 impacts from, from some perhaps uh, the family environment. Um, and also some of my uh, addiction type issues with, with alcohol and, and drugs, I think it was a bit of a, a perfect storm of a lot of stuff, which caused me to start to, you know, have these, you know, me- my mental health start to suffer and, and the panic attacks happen. So for me, it was a lot of, in the short answer is a lot of unresolved, un, unprocessed um, trauma from from, from childhood and, and, yeah, events to do with the, the family and... But I, I sometimes I say that and I I don't want to sit back and go, Oh, you know, my fam, my parents were bad and all that sort of stuff. It's like they're just doing their best. You're just growing up in that environment and but you but I think as kids we start to take on all this stuff and all this, you know, perhaps I don't know, it's not you know, like not self doubt, but like a lot of just take on a lot of really faulty perhaps belief systems, really faulty views of the world about themselves and the world and how they fit into it and and, and others and and sometimes that's you're not necessarily saying that but in, that's what's going on internally and and so I think it was a combination of that stuff which needed to be unraveled and worked through
0: and so did you did, if you look back now do you think you loved yourself as a child no I wouldn't say that no and do you know can you can you explain why you didn't?
1: I don't think we've ever, ever really been properly taught self love. I don't think. I don't think. That's the thing. I think we grow up with all the, you know, there's the, there's the more formal education and, you know, learning and stuff, but there's not much education about the emotional, our emotional uh, intelligence or emotional health and, like, learning to love yourself and, and things like that and, and accepting yourself. So I think sometimes you can grow up with events, and because I was really, really sensitive, uh i suspect, suspect a lot of people are it's like if something bad went ha- happened or you know something wrong someone in my family was, was sick or something like that i would make it about me i'd say there's there's something i've done wrong like there's something i'm not doing or perceive a lot of stuff as rejection or and i think that that accumulates over over quite a few years so yeah to answer your question no i don't I think now in my 40s is when I'm really starting to learn about self-love and, and self-acceptance and dropping all the stuff around trying to be perfect and please, pleasing everyone. I think the big thing is trying to please others and trying to please everyone. And when you're not pleasing everyone, like you th- you think you're not good enough and stuff like that. So.
0: And it's, so picking up on that because I can relate to that. Yeah. Why would you would you say that? Why did you? Why would you say that you were a pleaser?
1: Are people pleased? Yeah.
0: So important to you? I've got
1: no idea. I think, again, I think that's some of the conditioning that that just seemed to uh, grow up with. I don't know. It's like I I noticed other people, like, in work environment, like if if something went wrong or their boss was mad at them Mm -hmm. or, you know, they got some criticism or something, they seemed to be okay with it, whereas I would just, it would go to my absolute being and I would just like, oh, I'm no good. Like I say, I think that's some stuff from like, like my family. Like I grew up, my mum was like a beautiful, loving lady, but she also had a heavy addiction and with prescription drugs and alcohol and stuff like that. And if she was sick, then it's like I couldn't help her, and I'd I'd make it about me. I'm like I'm no good because I'm I'm not I'm not helping this person. And what I've learned is like that for the formative years is when we really take on those deeply ingrained patterns don't we which is our set up an operating system for how we we go we live out our life and so you just sort of take that into adulthood and so if something doesn't go well at work or you know i get some criticism or something then i would i would really take that really deeply and personally and just internalize it and continue to internalize it and that i think all that's helps that help. You know that can lead to all the depression and. So,
0: but so going back to your mum then, did she not hide it? But did you did you ever did she talk to you about it? Did you talk to her about it?
1: I mean, growing up, I didn't really know what I didn't really know what to say or what 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 was going on. I would do my best. I'd do my best to try and help her in the best way I could, but because it it didn't look like it was helping, I'd make it my fault. And so that's a pretty heavy thing to continue to, to hold on mm. to and to be honest like at 15 16 I found my own like when I found drugs and alcohol I found found freedom from a lot of my stuff I didn't know that I was so self-conscious or anxious or whatever until I if if I had those substance, substances I started getting relief and so I went down my path with that from about 15 16 and so I became so self-absorbed I I sort of it's like I couldn't really, it's like I couldn't wait to, to get out of that environment. Not that it was a, I'm making it sound like it was abuse or something like that, but you become very self-absorbed. And so I probably didn't help her as much as I could over the journey because I was just I was in my own struggles, you know what I mean? And you got the blinkers on and you're just so deep in your own stuff, <laughs> you know. I couldn't or probably wasn't in, didn't have
0: capacity to help a lot, to be honest. And also given... Do you have any siblings? Uh, two sisters. And so how... What was your relationship like? Were they older or younger than you? Oh, one, one younger and one older. And what, so what was that like, the dynamic? I don't know.
1: Like, they were, they were perhaps more of... They were perhaps played more of the, the, the caring role with my mother and whereas I was just sort of like the black sheep. I was just like out with the mates and just sort of neglected a lot of my family, being there for my family, I think. Just like I say, went off on my own path for many years, and I would just, I wouldn't check in with the family a whole lot, to be honest. If I'm honest, I saw the family as a bit of a, a, a burden and a bit of a chore, and I just wanted to get out and do, and do my own thing. And like I say, you know, drugs and alcohol is, is a very self-absorbed, selfish uh, addiction, and so you tend to, you tend to, you know, it's hard to really think of others and how you're affecting others they were doing what they're doing and I I didn't really, I wasn't really, it's not like I didn't care, but I was just, I was just off, I just wanted to just do my own thing and be with my own friends and go party and and whatever. So the way I am as a person growing up, like I say, pretty self-conscious, pretty sensitive, not really knowing where you fit into the world, take personalizing a lot of stuff, anxious, even though you don't really consciously know you're that, those feelings as a kid. But when you find drugs and alcohol, if you, you you suddenly it's it's like it's like this massive just weight comes off your shoulders, and you're just suddenly this person that you knew you could be, that you were trying to be, where you're where you're comfortable in your skin, and you can you can be a, a per you you feel like your personality is a lot of who you are. Like there's a there's a freedom, even though I'm not thinking that, but that's how it feels, and it's like oh there's relief from whatever I was feeling.
0: And if you look back, did you did you naturally go to was it to someone offer it to you drugs and alcohol or did you kind of seek it out because you knew that was something? Or do you reckon you on some level you knew it was going to be good for you?
1: No, I think I was just like growing up like in the like year 9, year 8, year 9 or whatever you're looking around, I'm not really sure where I fit in with what group. I'm sort of going around with different kids, but just it's it's a feeling like everyone else looks like they know what They're doing but you're like this a bit of an alien you don't really know what's where you fit in or what's going on you're just looking for perhaps somewhere where you fit in where you where you feel comfortable and then ironically it was the you know it was the the kids hanging out the back of the you know smoking the cigarettes and listening to heavy metal and they're the ones that seem to take a liking to me and i thought oh these these guys you know like who i am and and naturally, they, you know, and they're the ones that are starting drinking and smoking pot and stuff like that. So it was just, I think it was, I think this was all meant to happen in the whole scheme of things. Sometimes I think you, the universe is conspiring all this for you to go down a certain path to then go through all these changes. And did
0: you ever question at time point when you went, I don't think this feels right oh I know I shouldn't be doing this or she's just um, kind of going to go oh this feels great because I, I love it because <laughs> they like me and I feel yeah. like I belong uh, and I'm accepted
1: uh, yeah I think there was a bit of bit of that There's firstly like there's people that, that are accepting me and, like, and inviting me to, to things yeah. so naturally I'm like well this is this feels this feels good no I mean the first time I, I drank like I tasted like shit this like uh, this home brew my mate's dad's home brew these long necks and I had like a bottle of that and I was just I just like I ripped all my clothes off and I went running around the streets, like you know as you do. But the thing is, none of the other guys took their clothes off. It was just me. So (laughs) I was just like, it tasted like shit. And then I was, they found me under a bridge naked, and then I was throwing up later. And then, like a few days later, I'm like, I can't wait to do that again. And do you think the same with pot? Like I'm throwing up, but then I was like, within a few days, I, I I recognized that there was some there was something in that powerful. And I couldn't wait to start again.
0: So it was release, like the use about the power of it. Was it that kind of sense of, well, I can just be who I want to be? Yeah,
1: it's just like suddenly I can be comfortable in my skin, and I can be the person I know I can, I, 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 I want to be. Because sometimes you're in that when you're in that anxious state, internal cage or whatever. You, you, you know you can be this person, but you can't get there because so, you got so you're so self-conscious and, and anxious. But well, I think uh, uh, to answer that question I think a big part of it is is been validation like I think I took on some stuff from childhood where I don't feel I don't feel like I was I was being, I was I was I needed something to make me feel like I, that I was worthy and that I was that I was I needed validation that that I was okay and that I was worthy and I think I take that on into later years where you're always looking for validation and approval to feel okay about yourself because you don't feel that because you're so your self-worth and your your your, um, your self-esteem is so low you can't get it from yourself so I've got to get it from outside sources so I'm always looking for approval but you're always at the whim of you're, you're setting yourself up for a, a unfortunately a you are yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah no, completely, and also
0: without going back mm. to in too much detail mm. what you said before about the family because of the, your nature of what happened with your mum and stuff that, yeah. that maybe you just didn't they weren't there because they couldn't be there for you they, yes. you didn't get that validation That's so right. you had yes. to yes. seek it somewhere else because yeah. a lot of people not everyone yeah. get it from your family yes. they, you, you know yes. there's just there's that there is that love support stuff that's just almost intrinsically part of a family but I think for whatever that. reason mm. for some people that isn't just isn't there yes
1: no I think it's spot on yeah We. Well, you almost need that, yeah, that that love and nurturing and you know is almost like a, a key part
0: of driving. Yeah, and up. also the other thing is I would say to you, which is what you said, you always look for a positive out of something negative, but mm. you may not have picked <coughs> to go down the path you went down, even though I'm sure, as you said before, you've learned a hell of a lot and grown as a consequence mm. of doing it, but you were smart enough, and I've used this phrase before, this analogy before, to work out what you did need and the fact that you had to go and find it somewhere because that was important to you. So, yeah. yes... You went to those guys who were smoking and drinking behind the, thing, but they gave you what you needed.
1: They gave me what I needed. Like, oh, yeah, that was the best. What's so whatever that, level? Yeah, that worked for me. That you. was the best thing that could yes. have happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have wouldn't have made it this far without those the alcohol and drugs. I wouldn't have thought. I mean, as well as being a great time for a number of years, it was also helped medicate and get through and deal with all the feelings because, you know, like stop them from being so overwhelming. But,
0: and out of yeah. interest, I'm always fascinated by, and I, I'm again, being a man, men are not great at doing this. Was there any conversations with guys at that time talking about what was you were going through, what they were going through, to understand what you are doing, or was it just we're having fun this is all a bit of a laugh?
1: Yeah, certainly not at that age. No, no, not, not at all. And that's, that's part of the, the big problem, you know. I think sometimes there's that group mentality and the peer group pressure, and there's that real macho bravado and guys trying to outdo each other and you know it's always it was always about talking shit and having fun and taking the piss out of each other and like just it was all about pleasure and sort of there was no there was no very rarely was there a real conversation about on where what, you're right, what's yeah. going on what's what's really going on how are you doing how are you feeling and no it's <laughs> they were few and far between if at all those for, for like you know a couple of decades if you like so and that's part of the, I think the problem with, with guys now it's it's just such a, a bridge to even talk about getting real and getting about what's going on like it's even having the skills to understand what's going on is it's they're just we're not taught them and and yeah and it'd be very hard for one guy to break the you know, break the, the, the environment. Like if, if all the guys are like that, for one guy to come in and go, well, hang on, let's talk about some other stuff. It's just be like, ah, fuck
0: off, <laughs> you know, sort of thing. Well, you go, you open yourself up to being ridiculed, don't you? And, well, you and know, know, going yeah. Going back to what you said before, yeah. we are talking about social media. Yeah. You only takes one person, to start yeah. pointing the finger at you mm. because you put yourself out there and you've been vulnerable mm. and someone's making... And then everyone else... And then you all of a sudden you're like... Even if you yeah. did do that, yes. chances are you're never going to do that again. That's right. Yeah, you'll... Because you've been too exposed. You've been too like, well, I don't like way yeah. it makes me feel. So yeah. I know that's... Yeah. That's a real shame about yeah. the world we live in, particularly from from men. And the Australian male
1: culture or um, that, that bravado, I'm sure it's with other countries as well, but I've even noticed like with footy clubs and guys and that like it's one-on-one it can be different but as soon as there's a group it's it gets really into that macho sort of space you know what i mean it's 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 a, it's miles away from any vulnerability and feelings completely it's, you know it's so that was the that was the uh, yeah that was more it was that what was, was more what on, it was like yeah. That, yeah, yeah and
0: then so what was the point where you went enough Oh I, oh, I can't do this anymore. You talked about in your 20s where you, you were that wasn't working anymore? No, I mean, the thing is,
1: I, I grew up a high-achieving high kid, really good grades, thought, you know, I went to uni, got, got a business degree, and so I thought I was like, you know, if I do all that, then I'm going to be happy and I'm going to be fulfilled, and, you know, that, that's sort of what society sort of implies, that get, you know, earn lots of money, get a good... Get a good uh, house and stuff, and I did all that, and I was bloody, you know, I was very unhappy still. So it wasn't about the external stuff, but I, it was more just, you know, I got all that, and then it was more after about fifteen years of, of corporate life. And were
0: you interrupting? Were you still drinking and taking drugs?
1: Yes. Yeah. 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 Right. And and did and did. It's like a double life. Yeah,
0: and was, and was that, were you, were, you, were you with a partner, or were you on your own, or um, what was, did people know you were doing that, and it was just kind of like, that's just the normal?
1: Well, I would, I mean, I would just gravitate to the people that were drinking and drugging like, as heavily as I, as I would, and for a number of years it's a lot of fun, and, and parties, and a lot of social stuff, but then it becomes more and more of an isolated thing if your world starts to become smaller and smaller and smaller over the years so it's more like you're just drinking by yourself a lot you know at home or you know at the pub by yourself so for me it became very lonely but I was happy because I was just I could you know have what I needed to so but it was more just like the wheels just completely fell off at, at 35 like it was sort of like all this stuff that hadn't been dealt with right through my life that I'd continued to Not deal with and suppress, even though I didn't know that I was doing. I was seeing doctors and psychs and stuff.
0: Were they saying anything to you that worked, Um,
1: or? Well, they just they didn't really diagnose it. They didn't look at sort of sort of the underlying stuff that was there, like perhaps a lot of the trauma and the conditioning and all those those that's the belief systems and the uh, suppressed emotions and all that sort of stuff. They just sort of go, well, this is depression. Here's a pill they would talk, you would talk to them about this stuff, but it was sort of like, well, that's in that. That, lines up with depression. So here's some antidepressants. And so I think I went through every different type of antidepressant over over several years, and while well, the the depressants sort of just they mask the symptoms, but they don't really deal with perhaps the underlying emotional stuff. And plus, alcohol is a depressant in itself, so antidepressants alcohol that's it, it wasn't yeah you know, <laughs> it was counter counterproductive but yeah at 35 I was yeah it's just like the wheels just completely fell off I was just completely insane and I was just an emotion I was just an emotional wreck like just turning up the work was just too hard
0: and do you think it was just because at that point it was just long enough and that's why that happened it, was, it, was was more, there, it wasn't a catalyst as one. it was
1: more just long enough yeah plus six months earlier like my mum had died from like she her her addiction prescription drugs so her body gave in because she just she couldn't it had had just given up so so she died and then like six months later I mean that that was certainly a catalyst but it was already the writing was on the wall and I took a retrenchment from work and I was just like I was just around the clock drinking for about six months and I was just my world was really small and yeah, it was just sort of like, okay, finally, I'm just going, well, I had a, a bit of a white light, light moment and saw the truth of what was happening in my life. I was like, this is not, something's really wrong here. <laughs> so I need to get some help, like going to a facility or something like that. Up until then, it had been doctors and psychs, but I still found it wasn't, it wasn't helping.
0: And did you have anyone that you could talk to about who'd gone through the same thing that you were going through or was it you on your own?
1: I mean, I, did, I had partners all the way along like girlfriends and whatever but they weren't going through what I was going through I mean, sure, they had their challenges but they weren't in the, the deep inner, inner addiction so they would sort of come and go, to be honest and my friends, I still had a couple of friends but like I say, people tend to drop off people tend to sort of move away from you if anything so you become you know you have less less people to and like I said up until this point I'm still not having a real conversation with anyone not even my family and yeah, you, know, you you talk to your family. and They ask you, and you say, "Go, I'm fine." You know, you
0: know. Very easy to hide depression.
1: It's so easy. So itchy. you because
0: you cause someone would ask you something, and you just go, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm all
1: good." Yeah, it's yeah. You could, I mean, you could. I could go into work and have a laugh and a joke with friends, and they'd have no idea. They would have at no all. idea about the turmoil.
0: Because and it goes back to again a conversation I had with someone in the past is yeah. we all wear masks every all day of masks. our life yeah 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 and on various varying levels you do that yeah but obviously you have you've got skilled at being able just to wear yours and go well yeah this is who I am and it all looks fine
1: yeah and I think that's the that's the world isn't it just presenting to the world that you know I'm going great and yeah I'm how doing are you yeah well. I'm good <laughs> yeah, yeah that's the standard answer I'm good <laughs> really okay that's yeah. great you're good I'm achieving this and look what I've got and just so much front isn't there I mean it's nice to have that stuff but it's not you know comparing the outsides and you know, comparing the insides and the outsides can be two different
0: very different very things very different things yeah and it goes back to that point about you know how you present yourself isn't doesn't necessarily doesn't, yeah. well, doesn't necessarily yeah. doesn't reflect what's really going on inside inside as you no, said no. the outside's very different to the inside
1: yes yeah and I, I don't know why that is why why can't people be Vulnerable. I guess it's it's the fear, or you know, of getting sharing what's really going on. That's, well, it
0: goes back to what you said, and I've talked about this enough because it really uh, I struggle with it a lot in terms of the way society. It's a societal construct which tells you, as you said, well, what you what you do is you you go to school, you get a job, you get married, you buy a house, you have a car, and yeah. so, and on and on and on and on and yeah. on and on. Well, is is that right for you? Mm. and then Mm. even if that's that's one part of it Mm. that's that's what you're told to do Mm. what about who you are yes and what do you want from your life yeah and how do you talk about that stuff because what's going on what's going on because there's clear voice in your head that's Mm -hmm. telling you stuff as you mentioned before which Mm. can be very damp- damaging and it is for most people mm. and that self-doubt and that loathing and all mm. that stuff what, what about all that where do you do what and you said before and i think that's spot on is men don't even know how to understand no what that that voice what that that means yes what, then forget what you what you meant to do with that mm. which is going to help you because mm. often it holds you back Yes, and you find yourself just doing the things that other men because we all feel like we, oh, that's good. I better just be doing what everyone else is doing because that must be the right thing. Yes. No, yeah. it's not the right thing. That's
1: that's right. It's just it's that it's that cheap cheap sort of mentality, isn't it? It's, yeah, and it's it's very hard to break break the mold because you know we have a lot of. I think what you're saying before is it's learning. It's not about you know the. What you what you've got or what you've achieved and what you're accumulating, but it's more about who you are and you know what are your what are your what are your gifts, what are your passions, what are your sort of who do you want to be, as opposed to who, what do you have and yeah, so
0: it's um, tough. It mm. is tough to find. so then so going back, so what there was a point where you went okay enough's enough. You were 35. You went mm. right, and and then you, you knew you had to find something else. And mm. then what was it that you went to? Was it rehab? You said, yeah, yeah. No, I just. Well, I just couldn't stop,
1: I just couldn't stop drinking and, and taking drugs and pills and whatever, so I just, I just knew I needed help, and so I went into a, into a facility, they told me I'm an, I'm an addict and an alcoholic, and I just didn't really understand that, they said you can never have anything again. And so when I stopped, it was, signif- I, was I felt significantly worse, because I no longer have the can't medicate myself, so I felt it was, nothing could have prepared me for that. And so then I, I started drinking again and I realised I'm, I'm fucked again and, um, and I went into a, another facility. And this time I sort of knew in my heart, well, the game's up with that stuff and I'm going to have to face all this stuff I hadn't been dealing with. So this is what it was. It was all facing the things that I'd been avoiding. And, and so it was just a process of, of going through all that. Um, So yeah, I went into that that facility for for quite a while and then, yeah, I just started turning to more of um, the spiritual practices, which I'd never looked at before. I always thought, oh, I'm this separate person doing, you know, I've, I've got to run my life and I've got to control and manage everything. Whereas the spiritual stuff is more about, you know, connecting in with something greater than yourself and starting to turn to that power and asking that for guidance and support and help and... Turn into more your the spiritual part of you, connecting in with something much bigger than you, and 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 getting strength from that. So,
0: and how about how did you get to the point where what you said happened? Where you are you you are you recognise that spirituality was very important to you?
1: I was thinking before, like I think you've got to have all those experiences. Like you got to go through all the stuff, like like I say with the the job and the career and all that to. Get to the point to realize that that doesn't work and that's that's not what makes you happy. i think you have to have all these experiences perhaps with drugs or alcohol or whatever the experiences are to realize okay this is not what's this is not working or this isn't this isn't the answer and so this was like the last the last house on the street i looked at was the spiritual work <laughs> and meditation and practices like that so but I had some profound experiences in that rehab. Like, I was in a bed, just lying in bed one day. I was, I was in so much, so much pain, and just like crying, and just like, just really in a really dark place. And I just couldn't stand it. And so I, I, I just yelled out something. I said, I said, God fucking help me, or something like that. I said, someone help me, like this. And it was like a, it was like a little bullshit prayer I scream for help but I asked for something greater than me to help me and about 10 seconds later I was lying there and then I just felt this, this warmth just start to flood through the top of my head and it just flowed down and filled up and flowed down through through my whole body this, this just peace just came over me from somewhere and it sounds a bit out there but it was like it was just a, a, a warmth that came over me this like a loving warmth that, that, that came into my flooded into my body and that said to me that perhaps there's something there's something in this you know what I mean like because at that point I did that. people were saying you need to start praying and meditating and I was just like I don't want to do any of that shit I was just like how's that fucking how's that going to help me and you don't know what you don't know you know what I mean I was wrong about so much stuff in my life I thought it was all about you know pleasure and getting with lots of you know different many girls and get more money and you know that's that was the that was where the happiness was. But anyway, so to get back to the point, so yeah, so I had that experience. But then, and
0: what was you, that like an epiphemal moment in your life where you just went, okay, I've seen the light, kind of thing?
1: Well, uh, it, it's it's shown to me that I'm I'm not I'm not the center of the universe, and there is something greater than me out there. There is something available if you turn to
0: it and ask it for help. And so you so so that's what you think happened to you in that moment, in that desperate moment of where yeah. it was all just it was just so much for you. I can't yeah. I can't imagine what that must have been like, but it was obviously from what I'm getting from you, yeah. was awful. Yeah. Then the universe went okay. You know what, Adrian? This is yeah. We're, I'm gonna give you're gonna get
1: something that you need. We're gonna throw you a bone <laughs> to, to show you that you don't you're not alone, and there is there is a greater power. what I mean, people call whatever. I think. If people can find their own version of of God or a high power, it may not be a religious, it's not a religious thing, this is more a natural spiritual thing that perhaps there's an underlying power or or intelligence energy, I believe, underlying everything that that can be tapped into. So, but for me it was like a, a bit of a God moment. I'd found a version of God through that prayer, through that moment. But I'm not this I'm not a Bible. Christian or anything like that it's more like a, in a spiritual but then what happened is I was still in the facility and then like I was like the next day I was really you know I was back into the darkness again and it was it was tough I was in a cafe one day and I met this lady through a friend and she had this nice energy about her and it was in such a contrast to where I was in such a dark place and I'm like what do you do I'm just like like because I, I could just my I could feel that she was completely coming from a different place she goes i teach this meditation this energy meditation it's called um, qigong and i was just like i'd never heard of it i was just like okay fair enough and she showed me some of it and i felt a little i felt a little bit different that day and then she said i'm doing a weekend of it next weekend would you like to come so i went on a weekend of it with her they got the approval to go there and then i had that another massive spiritual shift if you like
0: go on so tell me because I was fascinated by that spiritual shift what what happened to you it's
1: more about what left me so I came in like really really heavy really really struggling really bogged down in a lot of dark you know depression and whatever and it was more it started to lit over that weekend it, it doing these forms these these physical meditations these energy meditations it started to lift out. A lot of the the, the crap. It felt like a lot of the the heaviness started to come off me. A lot of the darkness started to get lighter.
0: And could you consciously each time you did it, you could you you noticed afterwards, wow, or wasn't as obvious as that?
1: Oh, it was obvious. It was it was like a massive emotional rearrangement or upheaval. It's hard to put put words in, but it was just like a, I just felt a whole, a whole lot better and a lot lighter. It was like a lot of the um, emotional stuff that I've been, that had been bogging me down, started to get freed up and, and
0: dissipate. And would you say, because it's interesting, is that you talked about what happened to you before that with alcohol and drugs? There'd be other people who wouldn't have gone down that path at all, but would then got very sick because the energy inside them was so bad and heavy and negative yep. that they weren't able to release that. And do you reckon yes. that's why? That's I mean, why people get can get you know have cancers or whatever, be really your, cause yep. your body's just going okay,
1: yes, yeah, totally. I think, I think there's so much, you know, a lot of the illnesses today is, is like they're psychosomatic illnesses, it's the mind causing disease, disease in the body because the, the, the all the, the really the, the mental, like the really negative thinking creates a lot of emotional stress in the body because the body's reacting to the mind so that continues that cycle continues to build up over many years if it's not not dealt with so that's sort of what was happening to me i was just so sick in the body so you know so much yeah emotional disease in the body if you like which was wasn't being processed it's just continually being suppressed and that's what i see what's happening with with most people and so at some point something something's going to give i guess so people are going to but you know there is processes of recovery, and that's like the twelve. That's what twelve step is. It's about um, helping people get get off the get off the substances, so they can start to look at that underlying stuff.
0: And so, what happened after you'd gone to that meditation weekend?
1: Well, I just then I just I just, I, I got hope.
0: So it was like a door opening, and you could yeah. go inside and go, "Oh wow, there's this is a beautiful place that I didn't know existed, and yeah, I want to be here."
1: It, it was. It was like I opened a window that uh, to life that I didn't know was available. So, it, but the main thing is, I was just like, because up until then, it's like you were talking about before, like the self-loathing, the the constant self-criticism, the you know, the the self, you I'm not I'm not enough. This is the dark place where the depression takes you for so many years and. You know, you look at some person who's really hard on themselves and it's like, no one else thinks that. And they're just like, you know, but that's what's going on for them. And if that's internalised for too long, then something's going to give. But so, because I'd been in that for so long, this was... And and I got some relief from that and I started to feel a bit lighter and a bit, a bit more self-love and a bit more self... Like, a bit more optimistic about life. It was... I, I got hope and so it just inspired me to continue to investigate that part of life that sort of spiritual um, i don't like the test term spiritual because sometimes that puts people off but it's a very it's our, it's our natural it's our more natural state it's awareness it's you know consciousness whatever you want to call it there's a, there's another part to us which is which is much bigger and much uh, more peaceful than the the thinking and, and the self talk, which isn't really us anyway, yeah. So I just continued to do. I just continued to practice it and practice it and follow that path. And it wasn't necessarily the mind thinking that it's something happening that you're uh, you're more you're, you're conscious or you your the cells in your body recognise it and they they draw you to 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 continue to do it.
0: And so there was no part of you at that point where you went. I'm going back to. Do, well, you did have any inclination to try drink alcohol, uh, drugs at all i don't know if you maybe you do that now but
1: i think that with addiction uh, if you if you stop and if you don't go through a process which helps you start to feel better about yourself and your life you're going to go back to it so unless it's replaced with something that's going to be a bit more meaningful and 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 and, and a more and a more peaceful sort of state if that's not dealt with and you continue to be in the struggle. I mean that's why people relapse. It's just like this is too hard. I can't deal with the way I'm feeling and and thinking and I just need relief again. So so no, since that point and I just I just knew deep down that the truth was if I picked up again, I'm gonna go back into that cycle and I don't think I'll come back from it. Like I don't I may not want to come back from it and I'm just gonna lead a, a, a miserable, a slow death. Yeah. Like my mum.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The like the family cycle's going to repeat.
0: And, do you think, and just touching on that, do you reckon that do you think that was a gene thing? Like she, she got that. Was there any history of that in her family? Why but, she was like that? And for you, because it's a bit of yeah, a coincidence that she's like that and you were
1: like I, that. I, I, I'm not an expert with this stuff, but I, you know, I've heard from the in the rooms of recovery. Like, there's a significant portion of addicts which are it's it's inherited. Like, might might be half or something. So yeah, then yeah. where it's like a family disease if you like where you and that's what i think so growing up in that environment you are sort of almost set up for it because you start to you've almost you're almost predisposed so i think i was predisposed to it happening and had all the traits like the sensitivity and the the self you know the self-consciousness and and in that environment and so when you find it you get the relief and then you,
0: you you're hooked yeah, yeah 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 and then so mm. how so you, you look back now you're 40-something? 40 Six. 46. Yeah. And do you kind of just, what do you think about where you're at now compared to, I mean, you've, you've touched on it a bit, but. If I look at
1: where I've come from, I'm just, it's, I, I'm just, I'm just blown away that, you know, I've been supported and, and helped by a lot of things outside of me. People, you know, my version of, of God, if you like, or, you know, the universe, whatever you want to call it. You know, sometimes I'll cry with gratitude, you know, from where I've, you know, where I've from where I've been sort of it's it's I mean it's it's it hasn't been an easy road I mean but yeah it's like for most people it's 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 it was really hard working through a lot of the stuff that I needed to work through but you know the the gifts and the rewards are, 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 are you know keep coming and not like physical rewards more just the way I feel about myself and the way I you know I feel about my life about life in general I suppose but yeah, where I'm in, I'm in a, I'm in a really good place now, but it's it's all as, as a result of like, you know, all that those events that have happened and the people that have been put in my path to to
0: help me. So. And if you could look back at your younger version of you, what just yes. what would you say to that? <laughs> what would you say to him now? i would probably give him some different
1: advice. I reckon to perhaps you know, choose a different choose a different path to grow up. But like I say, I, th- I think all this all the stuff that everything happens for a reason and I think it, it, it's to force you and like because I wouldn't have searched for this this deeper place this deeper sort of I suppose more spiritual path if you like if I didn't go through all that crap otherwise I just I, the only the only thing that forces change is for me is pain and suffering and when I'm in enough pain and suffering then I'm forced to make some changes and and grow and I need that to, to grow through it so if I wasn't in that struggle I wouldn't have looked at half of this stuff, do you know what I mean? I wouldn't be looking, searching and, and looking to
0: improve my, you know, my, my, my well-being and spiritual health and whatever. So, if there people out there who are listening, who are going through their own struggles, what advice would you give them, given where you're at now? I would, I think
1: what, what we were talking about before, the main problem is, like, when you're going through this stuff, it's like, it feels like I'm the only one going through it and it's like no one understands me and it's like I can't really talk to someone about it. So I think it's just looking to find uh, that one or two people that you can really trust, that you can start to open up a bit to and really can share with, with what's going on. Just, you know, it may not be your, your mates that you're with down the pub, you know what I mean? It might be like a, 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 like a, a an older lady or just, just anyone that you can build some... connection with or just someone that you can actually talk to and and share uh, what's going on even if you don't know what's going on if you're if there's addictive issues like drugs and alcohol like 12-step recovery is 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 amazing there's a lot of there's a so many people in there going through the same stuff because that's what I thought I thought I'm the only one going through this no one understands me I can't be fixed and then you find some people that are going through the same stuff and it just gives you so much relief it's just like oh there's there's so many other people like me and I don't it's like I'm not alone so yeah I think it's just finding uh, like I say some of those resources or or some people to talk to and look I think things like exploring some of these things that perhaps in the past you would have thought are are bullshit like meditation courses or, or classes or workshops and stuff like that just having an open mind that perhaps oh I could try some different stuff, you know, I might have written off before. Like you were saying before, I think it is about finding some connection with someone that's not just some rah-rah conversation where you say, yeah, everything's good and talk about the footy. So, (laughs) you know, that's not... um, But for some guys, that's not easy, you know.
0: It is tough. Yeah. It's what we said before. Mm. Because the thing is, everyone's looking for some form of escape because they're trying to get away from what's inside their head yes yes totally yeah and it's like well it's not talked about much is it
1: it's not talked about much but i was just thinking like and for some like for, i'm right into the like the, the meditation and i think that could, it's so helpful for so many people but for some people that their meditation may be surfing or it may be like hmm. you know swimming or bike riding and that hopefully the wheels are starting to turn i mean i've just noticed the last three or four years or you know, it's the, the the focus on bringing awareness to mental health and mm-hmm. men's mental health. Like a lot, I'm noticing a lot more groups are popping up mm-hmm. and running programs for men and finding like activities where they can come together and share. So I think there is a bit of a groundswell of stuff happening. I mean, which is a a really good start. So I, I'd look out for there's 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 lots of those sort of men's programs that are starting to pop up. I've noticed they would they would be a good place to go to, and I think. Sometimes it's like that fear of being, oh, I need to I need to deal with it myself. I need to be tough, and I need to like that's such bullshit that needs to mm. be dropped. I think you go to some of those men's some of those programs, and you'll find that there's probably all other guys
0: that are just going through the same stuff. It's more about just in conversation as well. In conversation, but that's just not that's just just that doesn't happen, and maybe that's I'm exp- I'm wanting it to, to be something that it's just yeah. Not like that. Well,
1: if you find a good Way of doing it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, no. I, I think the power it would have would be yeah. so huge. Yes, yes. I mean, and, and doing stuff like this. I think getting people just talking, talking from the heart, talking what's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it sounds, you know, it looks like you're, you know, you're doing your bit with it.
0: Yeah, yeah. look, whatever I can do, like I said mm. to you before with the pod, if I can help people understand that actually there's more courage in being vulnerable. Yes. Than it being... Seen as being something negative. Yes. Oh, come on, what do you mean? No, yes. no, actually, there's a lot more power. Yes. And courage in that. Yes. And if more people saw it that way, then you'd, you wouldn't have people going, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Yes. I'm not saying, yeah. you I always say to people, I'm not saying you got to a complete stranger and go, yeah. well, look, I'm really bad. i have you to into this whole long story. Of course not. Give me a but, yeah. do you know what I mean? There are mm. times where f- being able to, to tap into how you feel mm. and be real is really important and a yes. lot of people just no. just don't do no. that. Particularly men.
1: No, particularly men. Once one on those like if I go to a group and there's like one guy starts really opening up, then other guys feel okay to start yeah. opening up. So it's really about getting that lighting that that little flame or it's giving that hearing other people share is what, you know, when others will start
0: yeah. 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 Like I'm in a men's group, so I, mm. so I, I, totally get what you're saying. The power of yeah. being in a safe place. Yes, where you can share. Yeah. what's going on for yeah. you? That's yeah. really powerful. And mm. again, it's what you said before: is you're not the only person. And we we both talked about this. Yeah. When you listen to what you think about is what what's in your head, and you think it's just in your head. Is what you yeah. said before when actually that's a different version of it, but it's in everyone's heads. And yes. when you sit in a room and you hear somebody else and you go, Oh my God, I had no idea yeah. what was going on for you. Wow. Yes. And what people are prepared to share because they just feel safe and yes. able to do that. That is,
1: that changed my life. That's, that's exactly it. And that's, and that's the basis of like, I mean, keep mentioning about like 12 step recovery and the meetings and stuff is, you know, hearing about the other people's story and what they are really, what they're going through and what they're struggling with. And it's, It just gives you the other people so much relief. So, having like an equivalent for just not necessarily addiction, but just people in life where you go able to hear other people in that safe space is that's so powerful. Yeah. And healing,
0: isn't it? Yes. It's totally healing. It's so healing. Because the more you hear that, the more you go, the more you learn. I've learned this for me, you're kinder to yourself because you go, well, okay then. Why was I being so hard on myself yes. for thinking that way? When yep. he's doing the yep. same thing, and, and yep. look like what he's and he's doing something else that sounds like that's yep. what. I, yep. It's not just me.
1: No, exactly, and it helps break down the that separate sense of separation, doesn't it? Completely. i I'm, I'm different, and like helps break all that shit, yeah. break through all that, and also the stuff that because sometimes you look, look at other people and you look on social media and think, oh, this they got this great life, they're doing all this great stuff, and you know, and then I talk to them, and they're they're fucking they're at their wits' end with their some internal stuff. So it's like it helps break through a lot yes. of that 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 crap as well. I think it gets back like with I was thinking before like education wise, we don't really there's no real there's no real education around emotions and 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 feelings and thoughts and you know what I mean. I think why could there not be you know some some classes in in that like actual real. Well, think of you look, <laughs> if you went back to you and what you said. Think yeah. of the difference
0: it would have made to your life. Yeah, oh. not just I mean just because I'm talking to mm. you, I'm not saying you're different to anyone else because I could say the same thing to me. Mm. But if you think about that, like mm. I was saying this to my kids the other day, I'm not a big fan of the school system because I think it's flawed in so many ways. Because mm. you learn stuff that isn't practical, isn't useful yes. in life. It's not yes. they're not they're not life lessons. Life, yes, right, yeah, and. You know, like my kids were saying to me, "Oh God, damn, I'm doing algebra or something in mental decimals. I'm like, well, "What's the point of that?" Mm. I don't, I don't. Once you finish school, are you ever going to use that? Of course, you're not. No, no. And I'm not saying there's nothing in school that that has a place in the world outside of school because that's not true. But mm. a lot of it <laughs> is purely for a means to an end. You have to pass a test. That's right. Alexander, that's right. Right. That's so that's to, Whereas what you said, as I agree with you completely, is just so spot on. Because why are we not? Teaching children mm. to be more emotionally intelligent. If you get kids to be more able to understand their emotions and their feelings, they're going to learn a hell of a lot better. Yes. Because they don't have to deal with all that, the talk, the negative talk, the doubt, exactly. all the stuff you talked about that happened to you when you were a kid. That's exactly. not there anymore. I mean, yes. you did well anyway. But do you know what I mean? For mm. a lot of kids, that's going to hold them back.
1: Yeah, no, totally. And it's just, it's just going to have a happier, healthier life, isn't it? Because they get a bit more understanding of what's going on. Well, and it's, it's, why they're having these reactions yeah. and what's that's about and these emotions and perhaps that thinking is isn't is defunct or whatever because I never taught that I just think whatever was coming on my head was true and real and now I realise I've had the awareness that most of it's just bullshit it's just all these fabricated stories and images and fantasy that's not actually has any it's reality so not true <laughs> exactly so, yeah it's just but, not. It's what you're, you're yeah. telling yourself, but yeah. it's not,
0: it's not real. It's just that, that voice. It's not, yeah. it's not real. Yeah.
1: yeah. But you never taught that. You just think, well, this is, that's true. I am no good. You know, and you take on years of that. And so if kids have got some awareness of that. That is
0: huge. Mm. And I'm a big I'm mm. completely with you on that one. Mm. Yeah, you're an example Mm. of someone who is in an awful place, but look where you are now compared Mm. to that. If you look back to then and now, there's no comparison. Even in this conversation I've had with you, I've only been talking to you for a short amount of time, but I can get a real sense of, wow, like I said to you before when we did the pod, I read what you sent me. From where you were to where you are, that's massive. Mm. Yes. So the power of being able to work out what you did, the journey you needed to go down, what the people that came to you, all that that's huge beyond huge that's yeah. Um, incredible yeah yeah no it is and um,
1: yeah it is an incredible thing and but like you are saying before I think everyone's got their version of it hasn't haven't they yeah. Um, yeah 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 but there is I know there's something there yeah there is help if you if you if you, if you really look for it yeah. and start to investigate some of these perhaps other areas you weren't you know you'd written off before like the idea of Spiritual or God or yeah you know, some of that you know the your your internal like it's a complete inside job, like it's always everyone's looking outside for the answers, but if you if you've got some people to help you go internally and sort of look internally, that's where all the all the answers and the solutions yeah. are yeah
0: yeah yeah, I think a lot of people's struggles around themselves. Uh, because then you know you're not really being listened to. Yes. You're not being heard. Yes. I'm not saying every conversation should be like that, because I'm not saying that. Yes. But come on. There are yeah. a lot of people rushing off to the next thing and yes. trying to find the thing that's gonna yeah. give them a hit or a mm. fix or something that's mm. what they need when actually yeah. you know what? Yeah. Just sit there and listen to that person. Listen to that person. Try not yeah. to be distracted because you've got to go and do off to go and do yeah. something else or this or that, whatever. Scrolling the world's like so that. full yeah. of that. If that you just is. sit in the moment and be present and have a conversation with someone, whenever you can do that, that is really, really powerful.
1: Yeah, no, 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 totally. And it's probably one of the most underrated yeah. skills, isn't yeah. it? Just actually listening and not trying to give advice or trying to say, you know, here's my, you know, what I want to say. Or It's a really, that's a, that's a great skill. And that's what people can, like you say, people just want to
0: be heard. People just want to be...
1: We all just want to be yeah, it's, we all just want to be Absolutely right. We
0: do. That's right. We do. We've all got our own stories, our own journeys, and all the rest of it. But essentially mm.
1: that's Yeah. And that's you know, that's where people start to, you know heal, break down a lot of those walls and
0: Okay. Well, thank you very We're much done. for your time. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm mindful of time, so I don't want to get you. It's no, no, it's cool. Thank you for listening to more real. I truly hope you've enjoyed the experience and that you will continue to be here to explore real life with me. If you have, please tell anyone you know about More Real. If you've enjoyed listening and learned something, then I would be so grateful if you could leave a five-star review, as this will help other people to find this podcast. I'm very grateful, as always, for your support.